Blog Talk Radio. Do you feel like you have a tendency to attract the crazies? Do you ever wonder why? The law of attraction is always at play, and on tonight's episode of Call Me Crazy, we're going to talk about how to use the law of attraction to find the mate of your dreams. So grab a drink and a snack. And I honestly believe that there's a lot of power in manifesting our life experience. What you think about, you bring about. It sounds kind of crazy. I'll be real honest. The law of attraction is a law of physics. It works whether you believe it's working or know it's working in your life or not. Oftentimes, and I think that this is what happens in our world a lot, is that people, instead of focusing on what they want in their life and what is going to make them happy in their life, they focus on the lack of what they want. They focus on the fact that they don't have what they want. The law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. I am that which I am, a changing thing indeed. And while I am that which I am, I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. There is power in each of us being who we are, sharing our authentic selves, even when we think we're going to get scrutinized, even when we think people might think we're crazy, this is where my hashtag call me crazy came from, because I'm okay with that. This is what I live for, is why I'm a broadcaster, my dreams, my passion. You're sprightly, so you have a great personality. <laughs> Somebody who has a spark is sprightly. That's the law of attraction. How can we love the world into a better place? And that sounds very woo-woo to a lot of folks. And the law of allowing is this idea that my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And the reason that that works is because of the law of attraction. I get that there are going to be people who are like, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> you have lost your damn mind. And that's totally okay. Hello, friends. It is Friday night, and you are listening to Call Me Crazy with Jennifer Miracle Best and my co-host, Kristen Casey, Hello. and we have a guest in the house tonight. One of my very good friends, LaVon, is with us. Hello, hello. Welcome. <laughs> um, LaVon and Heather. Hi, Heather. We know you're listening, too, even in one year. <laughs> um, they listen every week, and so uh, LaVon came over tonight to hang out with us and be a part of our discussion tonight about the law of attraction and relationships. So um, we also decided in the past week or so mm-hmm. that we try out a shorter format because we were doing a two-hour show, and um, two hours is a lot of two people talking. <laughs> so um, we thought we'd see what happens if we shorten the show. So we're going to be doing an hour show tonight. Uh, if those of you who are listening can let us know what you think, if you like it better, or if you think that you'd like to hear more, maybe there's kind of an in-between. We could try 90 minutes. Um, so just let us know on our, on our Facebook page, yeah. which you can find us at Call Me Crazy. Um, uh, we would love to hear from you mm-hmm. what you think. You could email us at callmecrazyongmail.com or at gmail.com. Actually, it's Call Me Crazy on Blog yeah, Talk Radio. Yeah, Call Me Crazy on Blog Talk Radio at gmail.com. Yeah, you could email us. Yeah, you could send us an email. If you have, like, specific topics that we didn't uh, talk about last week. Absolutely. So straight away contact us as mm-hmm. well. So for those of you who might be listening for the first time, our show is Call Me Crazy, and it's Call Me Crazy because we talk a lot about the law of attraction, but we're also going to be talking about all things kind of woo-woo, and by that I mean like of the spiritual realm, consciousness, awakening, those kinds of things, things that when you kind of talk to them to just anybody, they might look at you and think you're crazy. (laughs) We get that a lot. Um, and so uh, the purpose of our show is really to just kind of like raise that awareness because it seems like more and more people in the world are having these conversations. Um, but we certainly still, I know my experience is still that I come across people that when I talk about the law of attraction 
or other kind of woo-woo things, people kind of look at you funny, like get three heads. So we want more people to kind of be a part of the conversation, open their minds and hearts to um, the bigger things that are going on in the universe, I guess. So um, you can call in at 929-477-3784. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. Um, I've got the chat open, so if you're on blogtalk.com or blogtalkradio.com, you can go in and chat. Maybe you don't want to call in because you don't want your voice on the radio. That's totally understandable. You can uh, chit-chat with me. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Go on to Call Me Crazy on Facebook, like our page. Um, if you want to email us, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Or follow us on Blog Talk. Yeah, but you don't miss any episodes. That's what I'm talking about. So at the beginning of each show, we like to kind of recap the law of attraction, especially since we're going to be talking about the law of attraction and relationships. And so um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the law of attraction, basically the law of attraction says that uh, energy attracts like energy. So thoughts, words, actions, things that kind of share the same vibration tend to be attracted to one another. Um, And the idea is that using the law of attraction – First of all, the law of attraction is the most powerful law in the universe. It's always working in our lives, whether we realize it or believe it or not. It's the law of physics. Um, And so the law of creation is how we leverage the law of attraction to manifest things in our life and in the world that we want. Um, And so the formula for manifesting in your life is ask, believe, receive. Basically, ask for what it is that you desire believe and expect that it's going to come into your life. And eventually through the law of attraction, it must mm-hmm. um, by the law. And then finally, the law of allowing, which is um, one part of the equation, which is the allowing of things to come into your life, but also more importantly, allowing of others. So the way that I like to paraphrase it is, uh, my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And when you understand the law of attraction and the fact that we all attract everything that happens in our lives into our lives and that other people can't attract for us, then it becomes much easier to allow others to be who they are and allow them to attract their own experience and to manifest their own experience. Um, so when we talk about the law of attraction, we kind of talk about all of those things together because they kind of all work together in order to effectively manifest your experience. And so tonight we're talking about the law of attraction and relationships. So frequently we meet people all the time and we've been those people, right? Sometimes where we're like, oh, why does every relationship I get in suck? <laughs> it's the same thing. Right. Why? Right. Why do I attract the crazies or why, you know, that's that's unattainable. It doesn't want to spend time with me or it's too needy. Mm -hmm. It's unavailable, emotionally, you know, unavailable, those kinds of things. Um, And so we're going to talk a little bit about those things. And we have some tips for how to use the law of attraction to attract a partner. Um, And we also have some tips for how to transform existing relationships. So we're going to talk primarily about um, kind of intimate relationships, mm-hmm. but keeping in mind that the law of attraction applies because it's happening all the time, <laughs> um, whether we realize it or not, it applies to all relationships. Mm-hmm. So whether we're talking about friendships or family members, anybody we have relationship, professional member, you know, professional um, relationships, the law of attraction is always at work. So talking about um, attracting relationships, mm-hmm. 
right? So one of the very first things that's really important with attracting relationships or attracting anything else in your life is really being as clear as you can about what it is that you want. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the hardest part for a lot of people that they just don't know what they want, or they'll say they want these things, but then they flip-flop every time you ask them. So what they want changes. The mm-hmm. parameters of what they want changes. Or they won't answer the question the way you asked it. They'll say, well, this is what I want, but this is what I don't want. They'll mm-hmm. still give you what, what, what you didn't ask that, right? and that you can't do that. You're not right. supposed to do that anyway. Right. Well, when you – there is some value of – of recognizing what you don't want because mm-hmm. that helps you to know what you do want. Mm-hmm. But going back to what you're saying is sometimes people will focus on what they don't want and the things that we give thought to are the things we're continuing to attract. So if the conversation is like, I don't want to date someone who has kids or I don't want to date someone who's been married before, or I don't want to date someone who, you know, any sentence that begins with, I don't want, we're putting that into the universe. We're putting that energy out and that's kind of what we draw. So it's always important with anything we're trying to manifest in our lives to focus on what you do want, not on what you don't want. So and then I think point. the second part of that also is that it's not enough just to say, this is what I want in somebody, but also to believe that this is what you can have. So a lot of mm-hmm. times when we attract the same kind of person over and over again, my last three boyfriends cheated on me or they were all liars. Um, when you say, I want the next person to not be like that, but you're so comfortable in this place where you don't really expect that you're ever going to have anything else, and that's what you're manifesting over and over again and what you're attracting because there's a part of you that doesn't really believe that you can have any better yeah. or that you are going to get any better, and this is just all there is for me, and this is what I'm stuck in. So you have to break that. That's a good point. You can't, and you can't just say it sarcastically or just say it. You've got to feel, feel it. it. And you can't attract that if that's not what you're putting out there. Like if right. you don't if you don't own that self worth, mm-hmm. then you're not going to attract a mate that's mm-hmm. going to bring you the things that you're looking for. Yeah. It's like the second half of the deliberate creation equation, right? right. The believe, expect yep. and receive. Absolutely. So that's a great, great point. If you are wanting something but you don't feel worthy of it, that that feeling and that's gonna be that's actually one of the tips on here is about falling in love with yourself. And, you know, because a negative feeling, you know, unworthiness is a negative feeling. And if you're stuck in unworthiness, then that's, that's your point of attraction, that negative emotion. So that's a great point. You have to, um, you know, expect that and believe that you are worthy of what it is that you're wanting. Great point. I'm so glad you came over tonight. <laughs> um, and so the other thing I would say that is tricky about this part, the, about, you know, do you even know what you want? Um, is how many times have we met people, or again, how many times have we maybe been this person who doesn't really know what they want in a partner, they just know they want a partner, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people are so desperate to not be alone that they can't get clear on what they want in a partner because they just want to not be alone, (laughs) right? They just want to be in a relationship. And so, so if, if you keep finding yourself in a relationship with someone who, you know, like consistently every relationship is not going well, maybe really sitting down and thinking through clearly, you know, what, what you want in a relationship. I've heard people talk about literally making a list even. Um, I've heard stories of people like manifesting their partners through making a list of the things that they want down to, you know, like how they make them feel, you know, um, 
sometimes it's about how they look, how tall they are, you know, it, you know, and it makes, kind of ridiculous. Like I've seen movies and read books and TV <clears throat> shows about, oh my gosh, you've got to have a checklist of 15 things. Like, what are you, I mean, I don't think everybody has to, like, I don't think it's ever, it's the same way for everyone, okay. but I do think that that can work. Yeah. I do. Like, I think that you can make a list of all of the things that you want. And when you effectively use the law of attraction, Abraham Hicks says that anything you can imagine, you can manifest, even if it's yeah. never existed before. It doesn't have to be anything you've ever seen before. It can be, that's why people are able to invent things all the time, right? Like they can, if they can imagine it, then they have the power to manifest it. So while I don't know that making a list of all of the things that you want them made is necessarily the most effective way for everybody to do it. I think that if someone takes that approach it can happen that way for sure Mm -hmm. absolutely um all right so the next tip for uh attracting positive relationships is continue to dream it like really really and we talked about this when we talked about the the, um the law of deliberate creation about vision boards right and really excuse me really visualizing it but really the true point of attraction with anything is how you're feeling Mm-hmm. So if you can really envision yourself in this relationship with this dream partner and really take yourself there of how you want to feel in that relationship, then your point of attraction is going to be much stronger. And so, um, you know, taking the time to daydream, taking the time to feel the feelings you want to experience in a relationship. Um, and that sounds may sound silly to people, but I think it really works. It really, mm-hmm. really does. That's my practice. It's been my practice for a while. I read about it and that's kind of what I've done, but, at least once a week, I sit down in front of my vision board. I think of things I want to add to it, but I also everything that's on there, I take about five minutes to sit there and put myself in the position that these things have already happened. Mm. So close your eyes and just imagine I already have that. How would it make me feel? What would my life be like? And really like put yourself in that position of every single thing on the board. And it might take a couple hours and I just sit there and I focus. And, um, and I've found at least, I mean, clearly everything on my vision board has not occurred. It may still be, but I found in my life, at least, I'm content knowing that I have everything that I need mm-hmm. and most of what I want and that the universe has everything in store for me that's going to come. So I never mm-hmm. leave with a feeling like this doesn't work, or this mm-hmm. isn't, but that's been my practice is to just really put yourself in the position that this is what I already have and how would it make me feel if I had it? Mm-hmm. What, would I, you know, what would that situation be like? How would it feel to be in that situation? Can you think of any like, things that you could share that you have seen manifest? that you've like kind of focused on and expected and, and had them show up in some kind of way? Well, the Emmys was on my vision board. Yeah, I mean, and that was almost a sure thing because I went to the Emmy Awards this past year with a friend of mine and he had won the last three Emmys, the last three Emmys already the previous three years. And so it was kind of like he said, if I get nominated again, will you come with me? I said, oh, are you kidding me? Of course. He's like, well, don't get your hopes up because nominations don't come out until July. And it's not a sure thing because this show is really good this year. And this show is really good this year. And we're always up against it. And it's never a sure thing. And the whole time I said, I get it, but I know you're going to get it. You know, like from the beginning, I, I just kept saying, you're going to get it. You're going to get nominated. He's like, don't say that. You don't jinx it. And I'm like, no, there's, I know that I already know. We know, you know, you're going to get it. So, um, so I did put it on my vision board. I put a picture of him with his Emmy from the year before. I put a picture of him and I together, and I put him next to each other. And, I, you know, every week I would sit and I would say, okay, this is going to happen. And so he did get nominated. And then, you know, a couple months later I did go, and it was amazing. So, I, you know, I found other things, too. There have been a couple other things I've put on there, and I've just, you know, and not huge things, but, you know, little things that were important to me. And, mm-hmm. um, and I just focused on that one. 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So you, you know it's working for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't have to be huge things to know it's working. I, I almost think the smaller things mm-hmm. are are better because then they build the momentum for the bigger thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's like little um like little winks from the universe they call them right. Yeah. Like when you have um when you have like the small things that we've manifested and that's a good way to test the law of attraction. This is a little bit of a tangent, but not really. Um, but it's a good way to kind of like see that it's working for you is if there are certain small things that you want to manifest. I talked about the, the, the hot pink rubber ball, mm-hmm. right. And that guided meditation that we did. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a good way to kind of gauge like that it's working for mm-hmm. you. And the other thing that's a really good gauge is that, you know, oftentimes this goes back to the show we had last, I think it was last week. There are no coincidences, mm-hmm. right? Like the idea of like when your friend said, you know, you don't, I don't want you to jinx it. Like there's no jinxing it, right? right. Because either it's going to happen or it's not. And yeah. there are no coincidences. Like things happen because we attract them into our lives. So when, when, when you see something in your life where you think, oh, what a coincidence, that's the universe getting your attention because there's not a coincidence. Something, you've done something to create that situation where you're right. noticing the synchronicity of it. Um, so that's important. Um, and we talk a little, there's a tip kind of down the road we're going to talk about that kind of gets at that, that um, synchronicity and seeing the signs that it's coming to you. Heather commented, and she said her catchwords are, I want happiness, I want to be in love, I will be surrounded by real true people, and I deserve to be happy. She said, I don't use maybe, possibly, or saying I don't want. Yes. But that's all semantics, but it's so important. So important. It's but a, you can even change it up to say, I am happy. Right. Yes. Yeah, too. Yeah, I want to be happy. I am happy. It's the idea of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's a message, like, again, for those of you who maybe you're listening for the first time, it's basically a message to the universe. It's a statement of saying this is. And when you say this is, the universe says, that, okay, because the universe reflects back to you what, you know, you put out. Awesome. So um, I'm glad you're on that because I was going to try well, to do that. Post it on my thing. Okay, cool. Um. So the third tip about using the law of attraction that I mentioned a little little bit ago is fall in love with yourself. Mm -hmm. How many times again have we either known people or been that person ourselves who like really attracts, you know, negative relationships because we don't have the kind of love and respect for ourselves that we're wanting in a relationship. I know I've been there. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, that was absolutely hands down the worst relationship I had in my life. Like it's one of those relationships where I rarely will speak the word, the person's name. Like it was that bad of an experience. But I also realized that it was an experience I had to have because I was not respecting myself. I was not listening to myself. I wasn't listening to my intuition. I wasn't honoring my own worthiness and joy. Yeah. Yeah. I allowed myself to just, try to please the other person incessantly mm-hmm. and it, it, until I was so miserable that I had no choice but to not care what they thought about the fact that I was breaking up with them. Like mm-hmm. I just, and I remember going through that and thinking like, I can't care what they think. I can't care if they think I cheated. Cause that was always the person's go-to whenever, you know, I bring up it, it was that, that I was cheating, which I later found out was projection. Cause that person, right. Oh, right. well, yeah. You, yeah. 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 That so, happens all the time. So, um, so, yeah, I, I think that it's really important that 
because again, that whole point, our point of attraction is how we're feeling. So if we don't feel good about ourselves, if we have any kind of self-judgment or criticism, and we all have that to some degree, right? Um, nobody is perfect, but I think that it's kind of, it's very important to be aware of those things and to really work on loving yourself unconditionally because the negative um, feelings are what we, that's our attraction point. And mm-hmm. so then we attract people who are negative as well. So I've told several friends over the years, like you went from one relationship to the next. Like, you need to take a break mm-hmm. to figure out what you need, what you want for yourself, mm-hmm. what you don't want. And you just need to like love yourself. And the person or the, the people that I've had these conversations with will come back to me and say, but I do love myself. Like I, I'm starting to eat healthier and I'm working out and I do things on my own, but I just want to share my life with somebody. So what would you say to, you know, your coworkers or your friends or your family or your neighbors or just, mm-hmm. you know, people that you come in contact with that, like, they keep coming at you with, you know, my relationship is like this. And I'm like, well, how long has it been since your last relationship? Well, technically, we weren't doing good for six months, but we just broke up two months ago. So I guess it's been, like, eight months. And I'm like, no, you know. I'm like, well, how long has it been since you guys didn't live together? Well, it's been, like, 30 days since we decided to not live together. Uh And they'll be, like, right back into it. Mm Mm-hmm. Why so what you know what I mean? Like you know asking. that they're that they're they don't love themselves, but then they say, "Well, I do love myself. I do things on my own. I go out with friends." So you're but asking about people who are in relationships that are not doing well. Is that no, what you're like or people who aren't in a relationship who want a good relationship, but yeah, a bad relationship. Yeah, and so they jump from one relationship to the next, even though they say that they love themselves, they do things with friends and family, but they just want a partner or a mate to share. share I would with. say, I think I would, I mean, I think I would say that certainly the examples you're using about why they, how they love themselves, like eating well and taking care of themselves and exercising and spending time with family are all ways in which you can love yourself. And if they still feel like they're continuing to attract negative people, then maybe there's something more there. You know, maybe there's some more exploring they can do about that. Maybe there's some journaling they can do. Um, I found for myself that it wasn't until I finally, I literally got to a place of, you know what, I think I could really like like being by myself. Like I could really, it would, like I'm not, it's not my dream to live my life single the rest of my life, but I was at a place where I was like, I wouldn't hate this, right? Like I feel like I could have my career. I could do what I love. I like kind of being able to come and go as I please. And I was not that person because I was your serial monogamous. I went literally from one relationship immediately into the other for years. And it wasn't until I got to a place of, like, I think I, think I could do this. Like, I could be by myself. I like being a professional. I love my job. I love the work I do. I like, you know, the relationships I have with colleagues. I like being able to come and go. And it was only a matter, you know, of months, literally, before Ethan Waters back into my life. And so it was so like you really became comfortable. Like, yeah. Like you didn't just say it, you felt it. Like I like, felt totally okay with being single. And I think that that's what I often, like we've had conversations about some of my friends that, where I've said, you need to date yourself for 90 days. You and I yeah. had that conversation. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah. And it works for you. And so I had yeah, that conversation with another friend. I'm like, dude, seriously, no, you know, no plenty of fish, no 
whatever the Bumble, other like, Tumblr, none of that, none of that bullshit. Like, yeah, like none of that online stuff. Like literally nothing, no dating, like nothing but yourself for ninety days. Like could not do it, could not do it. But I that's think tough. like you have to be able to you. I I feel like that's a good indication for people to know whether or not they really love themselves. Is if they feel like. You know, maybe that may not be what they want to do. Like I said, I did, I wasn't like, oh, I don't ever want to be with anybody because I just love being by myself. But I was at a point where I was like, I can do this. I yeah. remember, oh, you and I have been friends for a yeah. long time, and I remember that period that you went through because, you know, we weren't close at the time. But um, Wayne Dyer has a quote. It's, you can never be lonely if you love the person you're alone with. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I have friends, too, who kind of go from relationship to relationship because they're really, really lonely. And in my own personal experience, I was married for 10 years. My husband passed away. And really, people say, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you get through it. But I lost my best friend, but I didn't lose my other half because I was never a half. He didn't complete me. I was already complete. That's Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter. I miss him, Mm -hmm. and I wish he were here. Mm -hmm. But I didn't go through a period where I just was crushed because I wasn't, I was empty or I was I didn't really go, I'm grateful that I didn't go through that period because I've always been comfortable in myself and I was comfortable, you know, he was him, I was me, we were great together, but we didn't complete each other. We didn't, we didn't have that kind of codependent or that kind of, um, so I went through the grief of missing him from, you know, a huge loss, but I don't think it crushed me in the way where I instantly felt like, oh my God, I can't do this, I can't do this by myself, I got to find somebody else, I, gotta, I never really went through that. And a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of widow groups where people immediately have to date somebody else because mm-hmm. they cannot be alone and so I was able to kind of grieve the loss of my best friend without feeling like I lost half of myself at the same time. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that that's part of it. And But we also live in a society, I feel like, where, like, relationships are so valued in terms of, like, I don't yeah. even know if that's the right word, but, like, that's the expectation. Right? Yeah. I like, mean, if people you're single, say, people assume that you're, you're single, be- not because you want to be, but just because you have a problem with, like, right, right, yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Like, oh, well, why? You're beautiful. You have a great job. And, you know, you're you're in the spotlight. You're, you're a good touch for somebody. Yeah. You're right. just like, why are you single? And then some people, like, that turns them off. Like, yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, why are you questioning the fact that I'm not with somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, I love myself enough. Like, I'm just, I'm like you said, I'm dating myself, mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. So I don't even need any back talk from you or any mm-hmm. questioning from right. you. Right. Absolutely. So, but I do think it's a key piece to finding your mate. I Because I think if you, if you are not in a place where you feel like a whole person, like LeVon said, then you're always looking for that kind of void to fill. And that can be a lot of pressure on another person. Like it can't be the responsibility of a mate to bring to your life the things that you haven't, you know, right. um, found in yourself. Throughout my 20. Yeah. It was probably all of us, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next thing is this is important, and this goes back to kind of being able to see that, the, that what you're looking for is coming to you. The next tip is um, say no to jealousy mm-hmm. because jealousy is a negative emotion. So if you're jealous about what someone else has, then you're feeling that negative emotion, and, again, that becomes your point of attraction. But, you know, how many times, again, have, have we either known the person or say maybe them this person? Um, I don't know if I feel like I've ever felt this way. I'm sure at some point I must have. But I know I've definitely had friends who have said these kinds of things about, like, when you see other people in loving relationships mm-hmm. that seem really, really great, and you don't have that, and people will say, 
how come they get to be, you know, and so they have such a great, you know, relationship, especially if it's someone who you're not really all that impressed with, right? Know, right? Like, if you're yeah. just like, how that, she can have that exactly. Like, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. he, he downgraded, but hey, you he can have right. it. Right. So, um, so you know, a lot of times we get stuck in that place because mm-hmm. they have what we want, and so you know, one that negative emotion is becomes your point of attraction. But also, um, if you can think about when you see one of the things we talked about last week about prepaving and um, kind of how do you know you're on the right path? How do you know that what you're desiring or trying to manifest is on its way one of the things we talked about is that when something's on its way to you you start to see it more like you start to see other people who have it mm-hmm. like we use the example of a car right like if you want a sports car you you might have a coworker who buys the sports car you want right same thing with the relationship so if you see someone who has the kind of relationship that you're longing for that you're wanting that's the universe telling you it's on its way it's like kind of reflecting to you what, you know, what it is that you're putting out. So if you find yourself kind of surrounded by lots of friends who have these loving relationships and that's something that you've been, you know, wanting and and, um, trying to manifest, then that's your cue. Like don't be jealous of that. Bless those relationships because in blessing those relationships and like showing gratitude for those relationships or maybe those friendships with people who are giving you a great example of a loving relationship, you're communicating to the universe, give me more of that. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was like really one step closer yeah, to you. Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was a really interesting point mm-hmm. because obviously like the jealousy thing makes sense because it's a negative um, emotion, but really thinking about like, like blessing them and supporting them and like being grateful for that example is, was, I wouldn't have thought of that. So that was really cool. Um, and then another tip about attracting relationships um, is don't give up. And this is, again, another basic when it comes to the law of attraction. So many times we'll focus on what we want, and we'll want it and want it and want it for a really long time. And we'll be like, oh, I wanted it for so long. Why isn't it coming? And now all of a sudden you're not focused on what you want anymore. You're focused on what you don't have. On the lack. Oh, yeah, you're focused on that it's not here yet. And so when you focus on the lack, you get more of the lack. So um, the example they give is like, it's like going to a restaurant and placing your order and leaving before it comes out, right? So with the law of attraction, the law of attraction states that like it must bring to you anything you set your intention on and focus on long enough must manifest in your life. So if you just continue to want it and to really focus on the desire of it, not the lack of it, it has to come to you. So when you give up, if you're tired of waiting and you give up, you, you're not aligned with it. It's never going to come mm-hmm. to you. Um, but the law says that if you focus on it long enough, it must come into your life. And so it's the same thing with relationships. Mm-hmm. You believe. But, again, I think there's the, the formula, the creation formula of believing that you are worthy of it and expecting it. Um, mm-hmm. But just continuing to do that. And, again, how many times do we tell ourselves, like, oh, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to find the person on that. I want to be with. I'll never have really. Like we have so much negative self-talk. In yeah, our lives. like you're, you're like you're damaging your chances before you even give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was so much for me. Um, maybe at the beginning when I had my first breakup with like my first relationship, you know, I moved out on my own for the first time. You know, I was going through um, a lot. It wasn't at that point in my early twenties. Yeah, but as I kept moving in. I knew that, like, I had a lot of self-worth. I had a great job. I was on my own. I had my own car. Like, 
I mean, I was driving here, there, and everywhere to pick somebody up so we could go spend the weekend together. I put it out there, like, I'm the greatest catch ever. So I had a lot of self-worth. <laughs> My problem was is that I kept focusing on what I didn't want. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I realize this now, that every relationship that I got into one, I was jealous of my friends. Mm, yep. that I didn't have that. Why, why do my friends have it? It wasn't, why does the ex-girlfriend have it? I don't. It's now, why do my friends have it? And I don't. Like, I felt like the only one in the group that didn't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I felt like the third wheel, the fifth wheel, the seventh wheel, and the eleventh wheel. So you were automatically pushing it away. I was automatically pushing it well, away. And then I kept focusing on, like, oh, I, the next person I date, I want to make sure that they, I want to make sure that they have a car, that they have a job, and, and all this. And so I kept focusing on those things, and next thing you know, like, this, the next person that I'm dating, like, doesn't have this and doesn't have that. I'll still be opened up. Do they have kids? That's fine. I dated a few people that had kids. Um, but I kept, and I kept approaching relationships from a very desperate, lonely place. And then I would get in a relationship, and within 30 to 60 to 90 days, it felt very lonely, there was a lack of this, that, and the other. And so I went into each relationship wanting it to be better than the next, but I went into the relationship from all the wrong places for all the wrong reasons. I think that's another reason why a relationship doesn't last is because you go, you get into a relationship for all the wrong reasons mm-hmm. instead of, you know, the right reasons. So oddly enough, in that space, of I just broke up with my girlfriend and my first one and this, that, and the other, and I have all these things going on. I come home one day and come to find out there was actually my future fiance, my future wife, sitting on the couch one day. And I was just like, oh, okay, like, who are you? Like, where did you come from? Like, and she was like, oh, we could just be friends. I just was not even in that place to be friends. So we went our separate ways for about five years. I was in the heart of my love, my passion, doing the C spot, and I was. What, what was that quote? You you gotta become what you want to attract. Oh, be the person you want to meet. Yeah, be yeah. the person I. Yeah, I was at the heart of doing my passion, and randomly she had Facebook messaged to me and the rest is history. So I and I and oddly enough, I was driving to go watch her dance, like a month prior. Watching you dance. Yeah, I was watching yeah. you dance. Yeah watching her dance, and I was driving through Lansing, where I used to live, my old stomping ground, and I, the light bulb went off, and I realized, yeah, everybody that I had been with, the reason why it didn't work out, yeah, that's right, it was because of me, because I was in this space, in this place of what I was, who I was, all the things I didn't want, that's what I was focusing on, and that's what I was attracting. And the light bulb went off, and I realized that driving up there, and within like a month, and I became okay with, okay, I'm going to be single. Mm-hmm. And I became okay mm-hmm. with being single and living that life. Not that I wanted to, but I, it was like this calmness came mm-hmm. over. There wasn't that need or desperation for a relationship. Yeah. 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 And within a month or two, Linda came into my life, and it was like, and you were focused then too on you were doing your passion, yes. like you were doing, and I was doing caring too. Yeah, you were I was doing, doing I was helping out, losing weight. You know what's yep. funny is you might have just explained why it's true that you get what you want when you stop looking for it. Oh because yeah, because when you're looking for it, you're focusing on not having it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Sometimes you're blocking 
what you want yes. because you're focused on not having it. So when you stop yes. and you focus on something else, then you can get yep. what the universe wants. We talked about that, I think, last week um, because one of the things we talk about is um, with pre-paving and, like, segment attending and putting into the future what you want. Um, the, t- the example that was used was, you know, when somebody's looking for a job and they're searching and searching and searching, mm-hmm. they put applications everywhere, everywhere, they're desperate for a job and desperate for a job, and then finally they get a call and they get a job, and then the next thing you know they get all these calls for jobs, right, right? because they've let go of it. So they run right. in this place of, like, subscribing the attention yes. and the negative energy related to the lack. The lack, yeah, right. exactly. Or the other example that I thought was really interesting because I've heard of this, too, is, like, a couple who are trying to have a baby. And they can't, you know, they can't get pregnant, can't create, and then they adopt a child, and then all of a sudden they get pregnant. Right. It's because they've been wanting and the desire is so high, but there was all the stress about where is it, where is it, where is it, and then they get the baby, and then boom, they get pregnant. Right. So it's the same exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, so it looks like we have a caller. Again, if you are just calling in to listen, that's okay, but if not, we'd love to you have a question. So you are on Call Me Crazy. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Donna from San Diego. And hi, um, yeah. no, I just hi, <laughs> yeah, I just I uh, saw the topic and I thought I could probably <laughs> learn a lot from it, so I'm just listening <laughs> and <laughs> taking it all in. So thanks. Okay, awesome. great. Thank yeah. You. Do you have a question or are you just kind of uh, you know and... Yeah, I'm just listening for right now. Awesome. Okay. Well, we appreciate that you're listening with us tonight. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Yep. Okay. Um. Alrighty, so, so yeah, so that's a, a really great point. When you let go, it's kind of the allowing part of the uh, of the equation as well. Like when you let go, again, that that expression of let go and let God, right? When you really let go of it, and not focus on what you don't have, and just trust that it's coming to you. It does. I've even heard people say you should write down what you want, like you were saying, write 15 things about the person you want, mm-hmm. and then put it in an envelope and never look at it again. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what the benefit is to doing that over what I do every week sitting in front of my, and putting myself in that position. But I have heard that if you just write it down, put it in an envelope, trust that it's coming to you mm-hmm. and never think about it again, it comes um, then it comes too. So there's That's clearly two ways of doing it. Yeah. I haven't had experience would, enough to realize which one is yeah. the benefit is to that one. It would probably help with the allowing part and letting right. go. And it, you reminded me too when you said that about one of the things that I read about when it was talking about falling in love with yourself. Um, and I actually remember doing the Swanson therapy, oh, um, uh, therapist had me make a list of 10 things about myself that I loved mm-hmm. and like carry it with you all the time. So that you always have it. Um, and so it's just kind of like, the, it's like affirmation, right? It's like a constant reminder of the things about yourself that you really love. And I just remember there's a part in the secret also. Do you remember the part where the guy has a box and he goes through the box, he finds his old vision boards from yes. previously and there was a house on it. It was his dream house that he put on it. And he was literally living in that house. The he had same forgotten. House. He'd yes. forgotten all yes. about putting it on there. So it's the same kind of put it, believe it, put it away. And yes. then it comes, you know, later you realize like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind of asking the question, like, cause I remember we, there's a meetup group that meets in Farmington, like the third, third Thursday of the month mm-hmm. or something. Um, and they talk about like, you know, asking for what you want in the form of like a question of like, wouldn't it be great if, and then, and that, because that kind of puts it into the universe as a question yeah. of letting it go. Like, wouldn't it be great if I won the Powerball? That would be great. Now, <laughs> you do have to play to win, right? We talked about yeah, that. But, too. but, like, just putting it into the universe, like, wouldn't it be great if blah, 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 and just letting it go. That's a good way to let it go right. as well. Um, and they talked, some people shared stories about how they used that, and it worked. Like, and they, they won different things. So, um, so I need a wouldn't it be great journal. 
Like, yeah. Really, yeah. Like, yeah. Wouldn't it be great if, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then another thing that I've heard people say that is a really great way to manifest and kind of draw good things into your life is um, simple question, how does it get better than this? Because when you ask that question, mm-hmm. it's like you're asking the universe, how does it get better than this? And the universe will respond with how it gets better. And so the idea is that. So not when is it going to get better? How does it get better? better? And that could go like, that could go from here where you're bottom of the barrel. Exactly. Hitting the ground. Like you don't think it can get any worse. So that'll get you to where it's going. Yeah. Or you could be like living in your dream house, not thinking anything could get any better. On your dream vacation. Yeah. And then you say, how does it get better than this? And then you hit the Powerball. Yeah. <laughs> so it works from anywhere you're at. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Whether you're in a really bad place or a really good place, if you ask, how does it get any better than this, the universe will show you. Mm. So that's a good one to use, too. Mm-hmm. Pretty right. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to have to write that on a post-it note. How does it get any better than yep. this? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but we have a ton of sticky notes on our mirror. <laughs> oh, I have them all over my computer, cubicle. If I'm in a rock and hard place at, you know, at any given hour throughout the day, I'll just look at them. And go through them, like, all through, and then the calls start coming in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yep, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it, it definitely awesome. works. It helps. For sure. Okay, so we're going to shift gears just a little bit and talk about, um, so we've been talking a lot about attracting relationships and attracting, and one of the things I want to say before we shift gears is that, um, as I mentioned before, we're talking a lot about, like, intimate relationships and kind of, um, you know, yeah, intimate partner relationships, but this really applies to any mm-hmm. kind of relationship, you know, friendships. If you find yourself constantly being surrounded by people who drive you nuts, though, there's a good, that's a good clue for you to be like, what, what am I doing? What am I putting out in the universe? What, what kind of signal am I emitting that I'm attracting people who make me crazy? Um, and what can I do differently to kind of change my vibration? So I think that's important for people to recognize too, because oftentimes we, <laughs> we, we want to blame it on the other people, right? So it's so funny because I just had this experience yesterday. I went to, I was telling Kristen earlier, I'd had a long day. Like, I didn't eat breakfast, which was my fault. And then I went to work for, like, five hours, and I did get to take a break because we were really busy. So by the time I left there, I was tired. I was starving. I had a headache, I think, because I was hungry. I was hangry. I was for sure (laughs) hangry. For sure hangry. All I wanted to do was take a nap. Um, And I came home, and then I went to my other job. Um, for an hour, and that was nice because it's a yoga studio, and so I was able to kind of like chill my energy a little bit. But then I went from there to the grocery store, and I went to the grocery store and I picked up a couple of things that I needed, and I was leaving, and I was pulling out. It was dark by the time I left there, and I was pulling out of the parking spot, and I pull. I mean, I generally pull out of the parking spot clothes, which you do, right? And I'm kind of like looking around, you know, and I pull out, and all of a sudden I hear somebody yelling at me, like from outside the car, and I was like, like I heard like, hey, you know, and I'm like kind of stop, like what, you know, and I look, and this woman's yelling at me. Like, you almost hit me. Like, straight, like, really angry at me. And I'm like, I did not see her anywhere. Like, I had looked. I didn't see any lights. I didn't, I don't pull out that. Like, I kind of ease out because I know that sometimes people will back out. The other people don't pay attention, mm-hmm. right? So I usually come out real slow. I've got a really short car. I drive a Nissan Cube. It's mm-hmm. a little, you know what I mean? So I come out slow. She was, like, using the F-bomb and everything else. Like, you almost hit me. Totally. You she know, doesn't have a very good day. She was, like, Ring and I put my that window. That just happened to me, so I want to hear how you dealt with well, it. I put the window down. Yeah, I rolled the window down. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. I wish that I would have thought to say, Are you okay? 
because I didn't say that. She was clearly okay. I didn't touch her with my car. Right. But I feel like if I had said to her, are you okay, she might have realized, like, she was being ridiculous. Right. But I said, I just said, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't see you. And, you know, again, she's still screaming at me. You almost hit me. And, you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And she's like, turn your head, you know, like, just screamed at me and, like, put her jacket on and, like, you know, kind of kept a walk in. And I just kind of said, have a nice night. <laughs> and I put my window if I left. But I found myself, like, being, like, what the hell was that? Like, where did that come from? Because literally for, like, a month now, ever since I had kind of another kind of really jarring, scary situation that happened in my life and then had this kind of, like, conversation with God, as I call it, I've been in this place of, like, just a really good vibration. Like, there's been no – I can't think of any negative things that have happened in my life at all in probably a month which I realize a lot of people can't necessarily say that, but I just feel like I've been in a place of like feeling really good, trusting that the universe is bringing me what I need, all of that. And then bam, like out of nowhere, there's this woman who was clearly just like, you know, and it wasn't, I don't, I think at the end of the day, that's where the law of allowing comes in. And I don't think that was even about you. Clearly she was in that phase and you crossed her path and she unlashed her wrath of her but there day. There's something on you. about my vibration that causes us to cross paths. Yeah, that's true. Because the, that, that's the whole thing is that they talk about with segment intending. If you intend for they, the example they give is like if you come, if you intend for safety throughout the day, like if you come across a big bully who's beating up a, a smaller person, right? You don't have any choice in that option. Like in that moment, you have no choice but to do one of two things. Either you jump in and help, which you don't really want to do because maybe it doesn't feel safe for you, or you walk away and let them get beat up. Like both of those are bad situations. But if had you intended earlier in the day, earlier in the week, earlier in the month for safety and always being like if you're really intentional about setting that vibration, then you wouldn't have even been put in that circumstance to come mm-hmm. across that situation. So it made me realize like, okay, something is off for me today. Like because – I wouldn't have been in alignment. My vibration was clearly in alignment with hers in order for us to cross paths. Because mm-hmm. nothing, nothing is really, I mean, in theory, nothing is by chance. And so then I started thinking about my day and, what, like, where I am at. Because I felt in that, like, that I felt exhausted. Like, all I wanted to do was a nap. And I felt like I'd had a headache because I hadn't eaten really all day. And so I, there, so I knew my vibration was lower. Mm-hmm. And so it was just interesting for me because it was so kind of out of nowhere. Um, That's interesting because it happened to me too. And I was at the store, and I remember the day because it was my mother-in-law's birthday. So we went to the store, Zoe and I. We brought a bunch of balloons. So there's a bunch of balloons in the back of my car. So my vision was blocked, but I still checked my mirrors. I checked, and I was confident no one's behind me. So I start slowly backing out. There's a lady and her husband walking. All of a sudden, they're right there, and she goes, "Hey, watch where you're going. You almost hit me." And I roll my window down, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. I looked. I really didn't see. I got all these balloons. I'm so sorry." And she goes, "You need to watch where you're going." But in that situation. I really think something clicked with me where I realized I wasn't the problem. Like it yeah. instantly hit me like, okay, I'm not the problem here. I apologize yeah. genuinely. I, it was a genuine mistake. Like yeah. there's a part of me that really just realizes that in today's society, no one's allowed to make a genuine yeah. mistake anymore. But so what I did is I called after her. That's why I said I was sorry. And <laughs> Normally, right. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And then I'm like, all right, she's having a bad day. But then she was rude to me after I popped yeah. out and made me irritated. So I'm like, that's why I said sorry. Right. And then I looked at Zoe and I'm like, she's got a problem. <laughs> I'm probably not the best, but that's right. not me at all. Usually I'm just like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm a piss alley down. But I didn't. I yeah. instantly was just like, it's your problem. Well, and I thought about that, too, because I thought, you know, clearly she's in a worse place than I am because mm-hmm. I was not feeling well, but I wasn't, like, in that place, right? Um. 
But I also kind of thought about that too, that walk line. Like I just have to allow her to be where she is, you know. Yeah. Um, but it would it really made me examine like where I'm at and kind of like what and, and, and it also made me think about like what you're saying. Like no one can make it that's what made me think I wish I would have said to her, Are you okay? Because if I'd have said, Are you okay? You'd have dropped that vibration down. You'd have right. she'd have, you know what I mean? She'd have come down like she I would have disarmed her a little concerned. bit. Right. right. It might have been yeah. disarming because I said, Oh my gosh, are you okay? Clearly, I could see she was okay. That's why I didn't think to ask her. But if I had right said, are you okay? From she a genuine place. From a genuine place. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Then maybe she might have, it might have disarmed her a little bit to bring her into this place of, um, you know, yeah, I'm okay. But it, but, but, that's, but it took me as I was driving home. I couldn't, like, I couldn't, cause it startled me so much. I just couldn't shake it. And I started thinking about, like, how does this, so how does this conversation go? Like, if I had said to her, are you okay? She couldn't say no because she's clearly okay. So if she'd have said, well, yeah, which she probably wouldn't have. She probably would have just, you know, whatever, then think so. But it would have made her stop and think. But the, the thing is, like, how? so how do we get to a place of, okay, we're okay, right? If I say, are you okay? And she were to say, yeah, I'm okay. It might, it might have caused her, yeah, I'm okay. Like, she might still be pissy or feel like, you know, I should have been paying attention. Or but she could have said, I'm okay, no thanks to you, or something right. shit like that. Right, <laughs> right. so you're good. Um, I put PG-13 on, we're good. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, I, it, you know, but I thought to myself, like, how could the conversation have gone differently if I had said, are you okay? And then even if I had taken it a step further and said, you know, well, what can I do to make you feel better? Right? Because I didn't hate you. Mm-hmm. Right? I did not hate you. Yeah, because then you're, you're coming at from, like, an empathetic, yeah. sympathetic yeah. place, and then you're – I don't want to say catering, but you're, but I'm trying to meet them where they're at. Like, yeah. so what, what can I Rising do? Above. Are you okay? What yeah. can I do for you? What can I do? You know, I said, I'm sorry. What can I do beyond that to make you feel better? You know, right. but I feel like we're at that, at that place, like you said, in our world where nobody can make a mistake mm-hmm. because that's just it. Like once you've made the mistake, you're done. That's it. There's no, right. talking, there's no, there's no getting us back to, oh, okay. You know, there's there's no like the person that wrote the article, like, they never acknowledged her for all the things that she did oh. before that. Right, right, right. They just scrutinized her and cut yeah. her off at the knees for yeah. the one thing that she did publicly. Yeah, Chris was talking about the conversation we had a couple weeks ago about um, a woman who kind of made a statement. She was asked a question that was a kind of a loaded question in the first place about trans women being Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we had that conversation about how everybody just immediately, like, just demonized her and did not acknowledge any other things that she's done or or her response to that, to that, to the statement. But, yeah, it's like, once you've acted up, you're done. Like, you're done. There's no, you know, it was just, it was really interesting to me and and, and frustrating at the same time, because it feels like, how do we move that conversation forward? We need to be having those conversations in our country. We need to be having the conversation about how That's just it, though. At the end of the day, the, the people running the country or running the world, they're not about that. They're about money. Well, and dividing so like, us. Yeah, and yeah. dividing us. So let's pin the, pin the country against each other. Let's pin the countries or the citizens against each other. Let's pin the countries against each other mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, War brings money, not peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The economy is going to thrive off of that. So that's why. Yeah. I mean, it's easier to point the finger and blame and unleash your load onto somebody mm-hmm. rather than just and let it be about somebody else. Yeah. I'm going back to this right. example, like she let that be about me. Like I, you know, I almost ran her over, and it's my fault, and I'm a terrible person, <laughs> you know. So it was just fascinating. Right. So. Yeah. Quick to cruise five people for right. sure. Mm-hmm. 
All right, cool. So we've got, we've got some time left. So I want to definitely talk a little bit about, we've talked about attracting like the partners or, or mates of our dreams and kind of how to go about doing that. But what about people who are in existing relationships, right? Like once you're in a relationship and, you know, this happens with any relationship, right? Like you start a relationship and everything is hunky-dory and fantastic and amazing and great, but we're all human and we all kind of bring our own habits and our own things mm-hmm. into the experience and so how do you maintain that happiness or how do you transform existing relationships that maybe have gone south um, and so one of the first things that they talk about is how your frequency is so important meaning your vibration right or like the vibration that you're at saying about how your emotions or your feelings are always your point of attraction mm-hmm. so um, you know, even if you're saying, I, I love you, or I think you're great, if inside you're feeling like, I love you, but I wish you'd take out the effing trash, <laughs> instead of telling me you're going to and you're not, the feeling, your frustration, your, you know, yeah, you can't irritation, make it, you make it. yeah, that irritation you're feeling is really what is your frequency, and that's what is emitting the signal for what you're attracting. So you can be saying one thing to your partner, but if you're really feeling annoyed about something, <laughs> and it's you know, and it's it's in contradiction with what your words are saying, your feelings always trump everything. Mm-hmm. Like your your feelings always color anything that you're talking about or thinking about. So it's really important to be self-aware enough to know how you're feeling, because regardless of how you're regardless of what's coming out of your mouth or what you're saying to your partner, what you're feeling is really what you're kind of causing. everything. I think that's like yeah. the, one of the most basic principles of the law of attraction, that you can say things all day long, but until you feel it in your soul, in your heart, in your throughout your body, nothing is going to happen. How you're feeling is key in, in, in manifesting anything. That's the point of attraction. Mm-hmm. And it's as simple as feeling good or feeling bad. Because mm-hmm. that's very easy to identify. Like, you know if you feel good or not. And if you don't feel good, then you feel bad. And if you feel bad, you're attracting what you don't want. Oh, yeah. So it's really, really important to be aware of that. So the second thing they talk about is examining your thoughts. So, um, again, thinking about how, how you think about the relationship. So they talk about how um, this article that I was reading talks about how couples start their relationships thinking positive, optimistic thoughts right, that are forgiving and kind toward each other. We always assume the best, right? We always give people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. all of that at the beginning of the relationship. And then later, as you get more comfortable, different expectations and responsibilities kind of come into the situation, and, and people bring their own baggage, and it starts to accumulate, right? And so we kind of initially, sometimes a lot of times we look the other way, like we kind of ignore the thing. Um, and so it's really important to – really think about, you know, how, what your thoughts are, because as you focus on those negative things, you start to attract more of that. And that's mm-hmm. what cultivates the unhappiness. The next thing is, what is your focus on? So you're talking about like how you think about the relationship, but also like how focused are you on the good things in the relationship? So if it's like, because in any relationship, almost always, there's something good, right? Because yeah. even in the most abusive relationships, there's something that, that even if it's just like a, you know, thread of hope, there's something in that relationship that keeps it together until it's not. So when it start, when you start to have issues, if you can really intently focus on what's good in the relationship 
and think in the positive, kind ways that you did at the beginning of the relationship, then you're going to continue to attract more of that energy and continue to cultivate more of those kinds of interactions, which helps to open communication in a more loving and constructive way. So even though the issue with taking out the trash or whatever the thing is that your partner is doing or not doing that's driving you nuts out, even though that doesn't necessarily go away, when you can, you know, be aware of your frequency, focus on how you're thinking about the relationship and really focus on the positive, it allows you to create that connectedness that helps you to communicate more openly um, that, you know, so you can have a rela- you can have that communication about the thing that's the issue in a way that's not like, why don't you think of the damn trash? That's more like, look, you know, this is making me really miserable. Maybe you feel miserable too. Like, how can we work together? I want for both of us to feel happy together. How can we talk about this? You know, how can we resolve this? Rather than you make me miserable. Right. That, I think a big thing too is that after, you know, especially once you start living together, there becomes an expectation of let's just say taking the trash or mm-hmm. doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. And so when your partner meets that expectation, that's all great and everything. But if it's not followed up by the appreciation, right, the gratitude and the gratitude, then that person is just like, what? Am I just deemed to do the dishes because I come home before you? Am I just supposed to cook mm-hmm. because I come home before you? Or am I just supposed to do all these things because I'm home on the weekends and you're not? So I still think that the yeah, like you yeah. said, the appreciation and the gratitude piece. Yeah, it may be an expectation, and if your partner's still meeting that expectation, that's all great, but that gratitude piece cannot be just left off. Absolutely. Like, you still have to say, you know, thank you, and I appreciate you. And not even, like, I appreciate that you did this, but I appreciate you. Right. Well, and the fact of the matter is nobody likes to take out trash. Like, I don't know anybody who's like, I love taking out trash, <laughs> right? So, like, even if that's the agreement of, like, okay, you do this chore and I do that chore, they're still not going to, like, love to take out trash, right? So it's always good to hear. Like, there's that, it's, it's that motivation, right, of, that, like, I hate cleaning. I hate, I would rather work 60 hours a week. <laughs> Seriously, I'm not kidding you. I would love to be, I would love to be the breadwinner and be able to work 60 hours a week. I would love for my husband to be able to stay home and clean the house because he loves to clean the house. <laughs> So, like, seriously, he does. He He loves to clean the house. He loves to do laundry. And I would be all about, like, being the breadwinner and letting him stay home and doing that if I could. Well, you better get to manifest. I know, right? Because I hate cleaning the house. But I'll tell you what, when he comes home from work and the house is clean and I see how happy he is about it and how good it makes him feel to come home to a clean house, as much as I hate cleaning this house, it makes me feel good about it. Yeah. I don't like doing it. Yeah. But it makes me feel good about it. Oh, so, Linda loves coming home to the clean bathroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That's so <laughs> yeah. So to your, point, to your point about the gratitude, it goes a long way. It does. It really it does. does. And not even, like you said, not even just, sometimes it is about, thank you so much for doing the laundry. Mm-hmm. But a lot, you know, but it also can be, I really appreciate you. Or even, even saying that when, when you have a moment with your partner where you realize how much you love them. Or yeah, that of saying, I love you, I appreciate you, it's, it's a different yeah. way of saying I love you. Yeah, I was just going to say, you don't have to always be appreciative for the thing that they did in the moment. You could just randomly say, I appreciate you, mm-hmm. and then follow it up for all the things that you do. You can follow it up that way or, or list the things that are. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely, absolutely. So. Ooh. This has been an awesome show. Mm-hmm. It has been, um, it's good. Like, mm-hmm. that kind of filled and packed, and we're almost even running out of time, so that's good. Um, thanks so much for tuning in, and if you don't follow us on Facebook yet, find us at Call Me Crazy. You can follow us on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we'll be every Friday night at 8.30 talking about the woo-woo.
We can get it. 